Okay, cool. James, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So um, obviously our topic of discussion today is going to be, you know, the infamous alcohol and all the weird and wonderful things that come with, along with it. But maybe a bit of a backstory, like how, what did your life look like before you sort of came into, you know, speaking about alcohol and things like that? I know I, I did a bit of, little bit of research and you're an investor, entrepreneur. I don't know if you can just speak to your life prior to, to the one we're going to get into about alcohol. Yeah, well, I grew up in Australia and I was what I would call a socially acceptable drinker in the sense that I would have a couple beers at the end of the night. Maybe I might have half a bottle of wine instead of the beer. I wasn't getting drunk. I wasn't getting arrested. I wasn't waking up in a ditch. Um, but I was a very steady, consistent consumer of a drink or two a night. And I did that um, until my mid thirties, when I looked in the mirror one morning and realized that I'd put on probably about 10 kilos that I, I didn't really want to. Um, I wasn't sleeping great. My skin was kind of dry. I was not really performing well in business. I was, I kind of felt like a six out of 10. I wouldn't say I was a four or a three or rock bottom, but I was like a six out of 10. I would call it just blah. And uh, I just committed one morning to quit drinking for 30 days to see what would happen. And in 30 days, I lost uh, about six kilograms, um, which is about 13 pounds. I slept better. Uh, I auditioned for a job uh, hosting a TV show called Sports Center on ESPN. And I got that job. And I credit the clarity and the focus that I had generated from being alcohol-free for helping me get that job. And I just kept going and going and going. And I literally haven't had a drink of alcohol since 2010. Uh, it started as a 30-day kind of challenge to myself and, you know, 12 years still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned um, socially acceptable drinking. Uh, I think, I think as, a, as a teenager growing up in South Africa, I was, I was the complete opposite. I was definitely that person that found myself <laughs> drunk in a ditch. Um, and I was a, I was a, I had this interesting relationship with alcohol. Um, specifically, I had, you know, I had my my fatherly figure that I I used to see growing up. You know, especially my the adults in my family and my friends and and seeing them all having this great time on the substance. And I'm sure, as you know, you know, there's an interesting drinking culture, especially in the Commonwealths. You know, the UK, Australia, South Africa. There's a is a very peculiar in, uh, drinking culture that mm. uh, it, it feels as though, you know, it feels as though it's a rite of passage. And I know it is in a lot of places in the world, but it feels, you, you feel sort of ostracized if you don't like perform to that level of the way people expect you to be when you're drinking. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's had very strong. Very strong in the Commonwealth countries, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an expectation that you're going to drink a certain way. And when you don't, you're like the black sheep. Where I think most people get caught up or find themselves stressed out about it is that they, uh, once they choose to be alcohol-free, they're scared of the reaction or response from their mm -hmm. social group. And they fear that their friends might think that they're an alcoholic, God forbid. Um, or their friends might um, ostracize them from the group and no longer invite them. And what I say to my clients, certainly, I have a program called Project 90, and we help 
um, entrepreneurs and high level execs and, you know, high achievers to, to quit alcohol inside of a 90 day coaching experience. Um, what I say to them is if you are hanging out with your friends or business associates or colleagues, and you're like, oh, gee, sorry, I wish I could drink, but I can't, or oh, I'm not drinking. And you're bringing an energy of, oh, gee, not drinking isn't fun. Then, of course, not drinking is, uh, is not going to be fun. And your friends or colleagues or associates are going, of course, they're going to encourage you to have a drink because, of course, that's fun, isn't it? So people go into this almost sabotaging themselves just because of the energy they're bringing to the fact that they're not drinking. But if you go in and say, yeah, I'm alcohol free, haven't drunk in a while, feel pretty good, but you guys go right ahead. I'm going to get drunk on this soda water and ice and a piece of lime. Then your friends and colleagues and associates are not going to continue to try to persuade you to drink. They're just going to relax and go, oh, okay, cool. All right. He's not drinking or she's not drinking. As opposed to if you go there like, oh, hat in hand, sorry, yeah, I'm a bit of a killjoy, then of course they're going to encourage you to drink. So a lot of times it's just rewiring our members' brains and just having them get comfortable and being fun and adventurous and excited and playful, being alcohol-free. And that, that often is enough to just diffuse any kind of social pressure that may, that may arise. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Um, and I know you mentioned uh, in one of your Instagram posts, I think, so, so can you speak about this changing the, so that's part of changing the relationship, obviously, like people don't necessarily have to give up per se, um, although that is probably, probably the, the ultimate end goal, but is there a, is there a difference between changing a relationship or giving up alcohol? Like, I don't know how you sort of hold those two polarities together. Yeah. So um, what we do inside of Project 90 is we don't promise or guarantee that folks uh, quit drinking forever. In fact, we don't even make that invitation to quit drinking forever. We say quit drinking for 90 days to get a glimpse of what it feels like. And from there, you make your own choice. Now, I have had many clients... Um, go through that and then they say I love the feeling so much I am never drinking again and then you know they're three four years in and they haven't had a drink and that works for them and that's wonderful then I've had other really really happy clients who have quit for the 90 days right they've got a glimpse of what it feels like and then they do moderation where they have a drink on occasion or uh, a couple of drinks on occasion but alcohol no longer controls them they control alcohol. Now, there are some people in the world where moderation just plain doesn't work. I don't tend to work with those folks. Um, I don't tend to work with, you know, what doctors might deem as alcoholics. I tend to support those people who have a, um, let's see, a habitual dependency on alcohol as opposed to a physical, you know, physical necessity to consume alcohol, right? So I, I guess to answer your question, um, changing your relationship to alcohol is what, is what my specialty is. And that can mean quitting for good, or it can mean getting power over your drinking habits, which may include having a drink or drinks on occasion. The point is, is that you are not a slave to alcohol. 
You don't need it. It doesn't have power over you. You have the choice to consume as much or as little of it as you want. Yeah, you, you mentioned the word power and it really, it, it does in social settings, I guess, for most people is it's got that mental, it's like a smoke. It's like when you're holding the bottle, I feel like when I'm holding a bottle of beer, it gives me the courage to, <laughs> you know, like I was speaking about when you're a kid and you watch your parents doing their thing, it, it almost gives you the power to become the, the, the person that you would like to become. But I mean, as you said, it is purely this illusion that you've created where holding the bottle is giving you this power and and you can go into you know executive functions and things with just as much if not more energy without it and having that mental clarity and i mean i watched one of your videos and you mentioned you know for me it, it, there's always a bit of fomo in the beginning but waking up the next day and going for a hike and going for a run and doing these these other things that you just simply can't enjoy or you, sim you simply can't do if you if you actually have a hangover it's 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 it just takes away the novelty of the experience completely <laughs> mm. yeah just two things to your point uh, a lot of people you'll see on instagram or social media they're posing in these parties or beautiful locations and you'll notice that they've all got a prop well, not all, but most. And the prop is they're holding a glass of alcohol or they're holding a beer. And it's become this symbol for living the good life. And it's ridiculous because all they're doing is drinking attractively packaged poison. And they're holding on to this prop as a source of comfort. It's like, great, I don't have to feel awkward in a photo. I can hold on to something. Yep, this is a symbol that I've reached the good life, having a glass of alcohol, having a beer. Uh, yep, I actually need this thing in order to enjoy this party or enjoy this social situation. Like you'll see it everywhere. These, this, the idea of alcohol being like, a, like an accessory, like a woman would, would carry around a handbag, a fancy handbag, like a Gucci handbag, for example, men and women hold and, and clasp onto alcohol drinks as if it's the same kind of status symbol. And it's, it's preposterous. Uh, it's unnecessary. And, you know, it, even just one glass a day is enough to compromise your sleep and your health to a point where you don't fire on all cylinders. You're not, you know, you're, you're irritable. You've put on a little bit of weight. You snap with your, up at your husband or your wife or your children. That's all it takes. One seemingly innocent glass a day and it can disrupt your whole, whole pattern. Um, what was the other point you spoke to? I had two points, but I can't recall what you, you finished with previously do you recall uh, um i'm trying to backtrack i was following you there um but i think it was around just the uh jeez my, my, my that's okay uh, that's all right <laughs> i was spending so long on answering your first point that i forgot the second point but that's okay um yeah so uh so my view is this i've had a life with alcohol i've had a life without and without is way better and I wasn't an alcoholic. I was just a societally acceptable drinker. And without gives me clarity, focused energy, better. I get better looking, I think. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I, I Here's the other thing. I attract a much higher caliber of person, I think, in my life. Mm. When I was drinking, I was hanging out with my drinking buddies. And yeah, it was fun. But when I stopped drinking, I started attracting health conscious 
communicate communication conscious people like entrepreneurs who were doing things that was changing the world like I, I started running I started going to the gym like your vibration and your energy just goes up a level and you start attracting that type of vibration and energy level back to you. That was one of the, um, the fun things that happens that were very surprising. Yeah. I mean, certainly. And, and I actually like to think of it. I, I really do believe the more, the more I step out of the, the identity that I once used to hold and this new one that I've sort of um, taken on, and that includes, you know, for the most part, not, not drinking alcohol, especially in my age group, you must understand it's quite, it's quite something as a 27 year old, you know, I'm now living in Amsterdam, but when I was living in South Africa, you know, it's like, you sort of have to find your footing again and find your new identity and find this new group of friends that you belong to. And, and, um, but, it, but, it, but it does, it, it allows you to what, what happened is it allowed, it allowed me to see the relationship that I had with it in a, in a whole entire new light. Um, but I know you mentioned there's, there's like strategies that you have in this project 90 and you mentioned the soda water. Are, are there any other specific things? I mean, going to as much mm -hmm. detail as you'd like, but is there, is there any other things that would help the average person that just wants to change their relationship to alcohol? Yeah. Number one is stop trying to quit alcohol because if you're trying to quit alcohol, you'll focus on alcohol and then it'll be very hard for you to quit alcohol. Instead, focus on only drinking water or easily only drinking soda water or easily only drinking whatever non-alcoholic drink you have. But when we're focusing on, I need to stop, I got to quit, I shouldn't drink, then you're focusing on drinking and you're more likely to do that very thing. So the first thing is stop trying to quit alcohol <laughs> and instead start choosing water, a lot more of it. Yeah, so that's the first thing. Um, I tend to, my favorite drink when I go out to a bar or restaurant is simply soda water, ice and a piece of lime. Most places it's free. Some places they might charge you a few bucks for the soda water. Um, I like to squeeze a piece of lime in. That's really refreshing. Um, I'm clear, I'm energetic. And then I get a good night's sleep and I wake up in the morning and I feel really good. Um, uh, a couple of other things um, as well. Uh, when you, uh, th this is more of a holistic kind of, I guess, spiritual way of looking at things. And then I'll give another practical tip. But when you live a life of appreciation versus expectation, and what I mean by that is you appreciate things in your life instead of always comparing yourself to others or expecting things to happen, then you tend to have less stress and anxiety, which tends to result in less alcohol cravings, which tends to result in less desire to drink, which tends to result in you don't drink as much. So if you have a high stress, anxious life, anything you can do to reduce that is going to help your drinking habits. Um, likewise, practically what I would say as well is, uh, um, celebrating, getting some, getting some experience, celebrating things alcohol free and getting some experience um, partying or having fun with your friends alcohol free is really going to start to help you manipulate your mind to the point where you realize suddenly that you don't need or require alcohol in order to celebrate 
and in order to spend time with your friends. So rather than like avoiding your friends who are drinking, I would encourage you to run towards your friends who are drinking, but just be alcohol free. Jump into the lion's den, so to speak, and just get comfortable being uncomfortable initially that you're the only one drinking because eventually you'll start to go, oh, actually, I can still be out with my friends and have fun. I can still network. I can still speak to business associates and I can still be in a, um, still be have a great time and do it while saving a, a bunch of money on the bar bill and also by ensuring that I'm up the next day and focused on running my business or my job or my health or my fitness. Um, and then, you know, just another mindset thing, like what I said before, a life without alcohol is just way better, more energy, more clarity, more focus, more money. If people here are really focused on money, I can tell you that I've generated probably $20 million in sales of various programs and products since I stopped drinking. Um, simply because I had clarity, I had strategy, I had energy instead of, um, you know, waking up tired and lethargic and not sleeping great, I would wake up energetic and clear and I would get to work and uh, I felt good, you know, and, and I was able to create businesses. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that, James. Yeah, and um, I second all of those points. It's definitely, it's definitely... I, I like the, the vibrational piece as well. It's what you put out. And especially especially the counterintuitive piece about going going to the lion's den. I mean, that's just a, a good a good maxim, you know, because like you said, I, I feel when I I didn't really consciously make the decision to to stop alcohol for that matter. I, I've certainly like cut down drastically. Um, but I just feel like it it's uh it really does interfere with my consciousness my my mindfulness capabilities my ability to stay clear it, it really like you said it's it's perfectly packaged pieces of poison that i couldn't i couldn't explain something better if i tried <laughs> yeah and and i often like to say to people it's like i i i tend to follow a very low carb diet that's how i lost over 30 kilograms nearly 100 nearly 100 pounds um i lost wow. uh, losing weights this was a couple of years ago and I, I liken alcohol to bread for me. I just like, it might be a bit of a weird analogy, but I don't eat bread for the same reason because I have a reaction to it. I'm gluten intolerant. Mm. It, it does something for you. It's the same as alcohol. It's like the reason I don't like to drink beer or go drink alcohol is because I just don't feel good when I drink it. It's not, there's no other reason for it. You know, it's, there's just no other reason to actually drink it and consume it. So, but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's yeah. all about, just putting things in, into perspective. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a good idea about, you know, you've got a good, you've got good self-awareness, I would say around that. Do you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. It's, 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 and it's, uh, it's been one that's been hard to come by, but it's, as you said, it's the appreciation over time about just taking in the moments instead of trying to let the moments, you know, pass by through this veil of, toxic poison and alcohol <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah. yeah well james it's been super super fun having you on the show for a quick one it's uh, i really appreciate your time um super insightful and it's always good to good to chat to people with interesting pers perspectives as yourself mm -hmm. um yeah it's Thank been you. a real pleasure 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me on the show. I hope this was helpful, especially for anyone who, you know, has been entertaining the idea of cutting back on alcohol because, uh, you know, you don't have to quit forever, but I will invite you to quit for, try to quit for at least, at least 30 days, but probably 90 days if you, if you're up for it, because that will give you a glimpse into living an alcohol-free lifestyle. Um, and that's what I'm about. It's an alcohol-free lifestyle. I mean, I have a podcast called Alcohol-Free Lifestyle, and it's all about living the lifestyle of being alcohol-free. This is not like, oh my God, everything's terrible. I'm an alcoholic and my life's, I mean, it can be, but for the most part, it isn't. This is just about high achievers wanting to do better and wanting to feel better. And uh, yeah, if you can do that, life feels pretty good. Yeah, I bet. Thanks, James. Thanks, Josh.